0: Hi, it's Rob Moore here, and I'm with my business partner, Mark Homer. This is quite a rarity, Mark, me and you doing a video together. Yes, Rob. (laughs) Right, so we're doing a new series for you. We get asked a lot, and I'm not exaggerating to say hundreds, maybe even thousands of times over the last 10 years. Rob, Mark, how do I invest X pounds? Mm -hmm. Five grand, 10 grand, 25 grand, 50 grand, 100 grand, 250 grand, 500 grand, a million quid. How do I invest with no money? All of these we've been asked many times. Um, So what we're going to do is a series for you. Um, So right now we're live streaming out to multiple channels. We're in the Progressive Property Facebook group. We're on my page, Mark's page. Um, We're on my LinkedIn. But what we're going to do um, in the future on this series is we're only going to live stream it on the Progressive Property YouTube channel channel. Hmm. So the Progressive Property YouTube channel, uh, the link I tinyed it for you this morning is tiny.cc/pptv capitals. So tiny.cc/capital p capital p capital t capital v. So um we're going to talk uh, about different ideas of look, disclaimer, it's your money, you've got to invest it wisely, you know. So, you know, you should always do your own diligence and research and that's the same for all of um, our videos in this series. But um, Mark and I are going to give you some ideas on how to invest um, lumps of money. And this video will be £5,000. Um, we're going to give you some sort of more passive ideas and then some more active ideas. So active might be where you use your time. Passive might be where you don't. Mark and I may differ in opinions because we invest in different ways. Mark's probably a bit more defensive. I'm probably a bit more aggressive. Uh, Mark likes to preserve capital. I'd probably take a few more risks, for example, and, and you can work out where you're at. So um, Mark, if you only had five grand, where might you put it? Where might you invest it?
1: I think if I only had five grand, you know, <clears throat> without having others, without having partners, um I would probably not, obviously, it wouldn't be enough to go and buy a property. So I'd probably go into business try and blend it with sweat equity uh, so that, you know, I was putting a load of time and energy in. Um, maybe I'd spend it on some marketing um, so that I could get my business message out there to try and get my cash flow rolling, to build up some capital, to invest it in, in property or to, you know, sort of develop my business a bit more by, you know, um, getting staff in and, and, and getting sort of developing better products. And um, I think that's where I would
0: start with it. Now, is there an argument? People don't think about this. But is there an argument mm. when thinking about investing 5K to wait until you've got 25K and then you've got a deposit for a house? Well, there could be. Um, you know, if, if you really want to, you know, if that's your passion.
1: And clearly what you are interested in, what you're going to get excited about, that is what you're probably going to be best at. Uh, and for me, that's what I did early doors. You know, I started I had nothing um, and I saved and saved. And then I got enough money for a deposit for a house. But I knew I didn't want to diminish diminish it. So I found a way to buy houses, refurbish them and then roll it over uh, by refurbish refinance, uh, which I really, really, you know, sort of prospered from and, and continued rolling with. So, yeah, there could be an argument for that, Rob roll until you've got i don't know 25 30 or you know you could go and buy a 40 grand flat somewhere uh, and maybe put a 25 percent deposit down for that um so um yeah
0: okay so um if i had five grand to invest i would probably invest it in mm-hmm. marketing to generate leads and or or hopefully into clients to then make sales. To try and turn that five grand into more money, to then invest in a more passive asset. Now, look, nothing is truly passive. You have to work hard enough not to have to work hard. You have to set to forget. Um, But uh, Mark and I have been investing for well, you've been investing probably nearly twenty years, Um, didn't you? You bought cars, didn't you, over from Ireland and
1: yeah, I probably seventeen years old. I probably started investing when I was. I don't know, maybe 13 or something like that. Um, And then I started importing cars maybe when I was about 16, something like that. Um, So, I mean, that'd be 25, 30 years ago. Um, And, um, yeah, I I did some stock market stuff, um, bought shares that were sort of unloved. That seemed to work quite well. Uh, Got involved in all the dot-com stuff. That was pretty good.
0: Um, How did go? Uh, that go? That, that wasn't <laughs> I, I didn't
1: do that one, but I, I did lots of UK um, internet companies. Didn't you and, uh, invest your
0: student loan into the stock market?
1: And it all went well until it didn't.
0: <laughs> uh, that's life. <laughs>
1: um, so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, back in the day, I, I was involved in all those sorts of things just to build my capital. Uh, and I was just so defensive on on letting any money out um, so that I could
0: build up to get deposits and start buying houses mm. so we'll come to the capital part in a moment so with five grand you can do a fair amount of facebook advertising or google advertising um you can probably generate leads at about between five and eight pound a lead um, i mean look it's more if you really have to scale it depends on your business of course but five to eight pounds let's just call it eight pounds um for the sake of being realistic, eight pounds a lead, you can get a lot of leads for eight pounds a lead with five grand or three of the five grand. Um, And then if you have a product or service that's hundreds or thousands of pounds, like for example, if you're training or education, you could actually turn that five grand into a bigger lump of money uh, and sort of leapfrog the investing five grand and, and jump to the 25 grand level or the 50 grand level, which will be a future one in our series. Now, I think you've also got to think about whether you want to be hands off, passive or as passive as is possible, um, more hands off or hands on. Because obviously, if you're hands off with five grand, you're not got that many options um, because it's not a huge amount of money. So you can't get that amount of capital working for you. So what, what Mark says when he uses the word sweat equity, that phrase, that would be using your time. So there's a return on investment to look at, but there's also a return on time investment. So starting a business, marketing, investing that into generating leads is using your sweat equity and your time. Mark, would you consider, um, because it's early days of investing a small amount of money, just putting it in the stock market or an ISA or something like that?
1: I think you could put it in the stock market or an ISA. I just don't think you would. You know, it's, it's a passive investment, and I don't think you could expect the money to grow that quickly, um, you know, you may, you you could probably reasonably expect over the long term to maybe get six six to eight percent income and capital rolled up together. But it's going to take a while to really, you know, grow that into a um, substantial amount of money and a, and a good income stream. I think if you you combine it with your time and you know, with with your ability to sort of earn and generate money and and learn how to do that at the same time. I think you could turn the five thousand into many, many multiples and add many noughts on the end um, within a business by you know putting your your sweat in. Um, it could be marketing. Um, it, it, you could be trading stock. It, it, it's just not going to multiply up in a, in a passive investment very quickly.
0: No. Um, however. If you don't yet put any money into an ISA, starting your ISA is a good habit to build. Yeah. You might put a few grand in every year until you can afford to max it. Um, what's the max now? Is it 25? I think it's 20,000.
1: 20. Um, and I actually, I started doing my ISA or maybe it was called something else, um, you know, about sort of 20, 25 years ago, something like that. So, um, you know, back, back then I was putting I think the maximum amount in that I could do every year yeah. and it was going straight in the stock market. Um, I think now if I was, uh, well, I, I still do do it. Um, I would generally put it into Hargreaves Lansdown or into Vanguard um, and I just buy tracker funds. So I would yeah. buy UK, um, US uh, trackers uh, and you can build one within uh, Hargreaves Lansdown. There is a a system for building a tracker portfolio Um um, it's, it's like a, a portfolio composer. And then in Vanguard, there is the same thing. Uh, well, it's similar. They have their lifestyle equity funds. He might have 80% or hundred percent equities. And, um, I, uh, I do that for my son as well. Um, I think I did a bit more for him cause the stock market dropped a bit last week. So, um, yeah, I very, very low fees. Uh, and it, it just goes into, uh, trackers
0: that are, um, ex- effectively exchange traded funds. They're, mm. they're not the underlying security. What about um, using some of that money to invest in learning a skill? Um, so it might be learning marketing or learning social media, You know, educating yourself in a business strategy. Do you class investing in yourself in that five grand? I think I
1: would. Um, and certainly earlier on, uh, you know, and, and if I'd got less sort of money like that, that's exactly what I would do with it. Um, I would try and combine it with my time, my ability to earn, develop myself um, to then, you know, create create a business or a, or a new income stream because you, you're going to, out of that money, you're going to be able to leverage it much, much quicker uh, than, say, putting it in the stock market.
0: Yeah. Um, so businesses, Mark and I like, um, obviously, we love property. We love letting agencies because we love property. Um, We love um, training and education businesses. Now, of course, um, you know, you may be watching this video after the COVID lockdown situation. But uh, in light of COVID lockdown, globalization, the network effect, um, online training businesses, um, uh, they have no stock. Um, You can reach pretty much a global audience, you know, overnights. know it's probably not that easy but you literally can reach anyone on the globe as long as they've got an internet connection um you don't have you know the premises uh, and all these leases you can literally just have a an iphone that you can use to record your content you can put content up on kajabi or, or some hosted platform um you know which essentially delivers your um online course Now, of course, you need to know something. So what do you know well? Now, I want to pick up on something Mark said earlier. Um, And I get asked a lot, how should I invest X money? What should I do with it? Um, uh, Or or what business should I start? And the very first thing I say is, well, what do you love to do? Because Mark loves investing. He just loves investing. Um, And so it's a business he could do even if it weren't real money and it weren't such thing as a, a vocation. And the thing that you enjoy the most is likely the thing you're going to make the most money out of even if it doesn't look like it's the best strategy um you know there, of course there's all these uh, you know crazy there was the iso millionaires in the early days There's these apparently bitcoin millionaires now there's but if you look at anything um people who are really good at it and really enjoy it tend to make really good money out of pretty much anything that they focus on whether it's art I mean, I know really pretty much nothing about art or watches. Now, watches is a is a, a passion of mine. Um, and I've figured out um, the brands and the models and the kind of models and even the future models um, that generally tend to go up. But that's because I'm really interested in it. So um, investing that five grand and next week it'll be 10 grand, 25 grand, 50 grand in this series and doing something you enjoy. So I love public speaking. I love doing podcasts. I love um so you know using social media so they're the kind of things i should be playing with um with my five grand you know mark loves property lettings um investing so that's probably the areas that he should be investing the money um i thoroughly believe in investing in yourself i believe that you are likely to pay yourself the best return of all returns so we talk about five percent eight percent plus but actually you could pay yourself an infinite return on investment (laughs) That's his wedding ring, by the way, that just pinged off. <laughs> um, I mean, we started progressive property. We put three hundred quid each in a bank account, didn't we?
1: Yeah, I think it was through one one second hand computer.
0: Yeah, we um, went down to IKEA, bought yeah. some cheap furniture, some
1: furniture, and, um, and, and then we just set to work on. I think Google Ads.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we went to networking events and stayed late and exchanged business cards and followed up. And um, Chris has just asked here. I've got twenty grand to invest. Any suggestions? So that will be the week after next. So just in case you're not sure what we're doing here, um, this video is how to invest five grand. Next week, it'll be how to invest 10 grand. These are going to be live 7 p.m. every Monday. Um, And then after that, it'll be 20 grand. Then after that, it'll be 25. Then it'll be 50. Then it'll be 75. Then it'll be 100. And you'll get different answers because obviously as we get to bigger numbers, property is going to come into play. Probably commercial property is going to come into play. Buying businesses is going to come into play. But obviously right now we're at the lower end. Um, watches. I get asked about watches a lot. Um, or what watch what should I buy? Now, as we're talking about five grand and um, what watch can you buy for five grand or less? I would wait until you can get a Rolex Daytona. Um, so Rolex Daytonas are probably near 20 grand now. Now, of course, they're going to fluctuate. So any figures we may say, you've got to do your own research because they may fluctuate based on when you watch the video. Um, but um, I'm not really finding the lower end um, Rolexes, that, are that kind of money um, going up. I'm finding the sports models, the limited sports models. But the Daytona is a winner. Now, in 2000, and I think it was 2007 or eight. I bought my first Rolex Daytona. And I was paying five, five and a half thousand pounds for them. Mm. And now they're, what, 20,000 plus. Um, I personally like the kind of, I like the early 2000s range. So try not to buy new. Try and buy used. Uh, and, I, and I like the, the late 90s, they had a Zenith um, movement. Um, and there's a couple of variation models, which are, uh, are worth even more. But I mean, I have a 1979 Rolex Daytona, which is my birth year. And I bought that a few years ago. And that probably would have been between eight and 1,200 quid new. And uh, I've seen Rolexes of that similar age and style. It depends on the dial, et cetera. But I've seen them go for 40, 50,000 pounds now. So um, I'd probably wait and get a Rolex Daytona as your first watch Um, and ideally get a secondhand one. Um, Right. Can you get any cars for five grand? You must. I mean, do you remember when you interviewed Quentin Wilson? He was talking about those Mercs. Yeah.
1: In fact, that's probably quite a good one. I think an SL would be good. Um, I can't remember the model number exactly, but. You know, if you think of the era, it would be sort of 1990s Mercedes-Benz. Um, you could, I, I would have thought you'd get a, maybe a 320 SL, something like that, 5000. Um, you could probably maybe, maybe get a 500, something like that. Um, yeah. I don't know if there are 129. Um, but I, yeah, I, I think that would be a good thing mm. to go for. Um,
0: Obviously, you have storage maintenance you as we yeah. know about with our cars.
1: Yeah, uh, there is other stuff at that sort of level as well that's maybe waiting to go. Mm. Um, but I think that's that's probably the best one. Yeah, S two
0: thousands going. Yeah, down. so you, you Harry did some research yeah. before, and he reckons that the Honda S two thousands. And the murky E36, sorry, the BMW E36 is, some of them are doing quite well. Now-
1: I used to have one of those. Did yeah. you? You've had yeah.
0: virtually every M3, haven't you?
1: Yeah, really so cool. the E36 is, um, you could still get one of those for 5,000 when I looked a few months ago.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but yeah, I, I bet they'll start to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's probably quite a good thing, really. Yeah. Let's
0: quick caveat this. Anytime we talk about a model or a stock or something specific, go and do your own research. Time might've changed when you watch this video. Um, but if you love cars, what better thing to do than to learn about the prices of cars and buy a, a car as your first sort of proper investment and, and hopefully see it w- uh, what it go up in value. So that's something to think about as well. Mark and I, um, we invested in a Ferrari Testarossa. We're looking at um, another um, classic car investment at the moment, which we might go into. Um, I think when you have enough money, so when you get up, up in the high hundreds of thousands or the millions, you want to be quite diversified obviously, um, when you've got five grand, it's very hard to be diversified because Mark and I were talking off camera about normally with investing a a lump of capital, we would talk about having a contingency. And Mark was like, well, what, six six months is a good contingency. But obviously, you're not going to get six months worth of contingency out of five grand, you might decide to just save a grand or 1500 of it and build up a savings pot. And you, you know, you might in the early thousands and the low tens of thousands, you might save 20 or 30 percent as a cash contingency and you might invest, I don't know, 70 percent, but it's kind of arbitrary. Mark, why do you think it's important to preserve capital and have contingencies of cash?
1: Um, At the moment, uh, you've got the perfect case study um, as to why you need to preserve cash. Um, By the end of this year, um, it's quite likely that we'll have around another million uh, people unemployed in this country. Uh, just to give you a bit of context, at the moment, there's about one, 1.4, 1.5 million people unemployed. Um, so um, that's, you know, uh, some way to almost doubling the unemployment rate. So GDP is going to fall. Obviously, the, 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 the government um, sort of support schemes are working their way through now and, and they're going to end. I know there's a new sort of job scheme, but it's nowhere near as generous. Um, And, uh, you know, we're going to be in a situation towards the end of the year where I I think there's going to be deals. There's going to be deals in, you know, sort of property, business, generally in in assets. I know interest rates um, have fallen and, you know, there's talk of them going negative at some point. Um, So, you know, I I think cash protects you uh, in terms of your your monthly bills, in terms of your liquidity, and or in terms of you being able to pay your debts as they become due, um, and you know at the beginning of this crisis, um, the only thing that seemed to be doing okay was cash. Even gold um, and um, treasuries, you know, they they, they, um, they dropped um, because there was such a dash for cash before the Federal Reserve got involved. Um, and, um, you know, started pumping money in. So um, I, I think the case for having a good lump of cash uh, is very strong in addition to having these hard assets as well. So um, we've got a
0: wildcard section. So in each one of these videos, we're going to do a wild card where you might take a bit more of a risk. So um, Bitcoin or... <laughs> um, <laughs> Might you? I mean, look, gold isn't necessarily a risk. Might you put money into physical gold? You know, like Krugerrands, or um, might you put some into Bitcoin? What might? What other options might you do? If because some people might have five grand, but they might want to have a bit more of a higher risk.
1: Um, I, you could put it into gold. Um, you know, gold's probably gone from I don't know eleven, twelve hundred an ounce to about two thousand an ounce because of what's going on at the moment. Um. My instinct says that it's very high uh, and when things normalize, it'll fall again, just like what happened in the, in the previous credit crunch. Um, Long term, lots of people would say, well, all this money printing, quantitative easing uh, is going to debase currencies, um, especially the US dollar. And therefore, gold is a great hedge against against inflation, which is also true. Maybe you'd want to have a little bit of physical gold. Um, but, you know, I think the the other things that we've been talking about we'll probably do better. And, and lots of them have income streams. There is no income stream with gold.
0: Mm. And I noticed you
1: totally didn't say a word about Bitcoin. I I have some Bitcoin, um, but I don't know. It seems well valued, doesn't it? And I, I probably don't know enough
0: about it. Mm. I think that, I know we've said it twice, I'm going to say it again, uh, getting into something that you really um, enjoy and can figure out and can understand, because I'm sure people who really know Bitcoin really well are doing very well, just like, um, you know, we know property very well, and so we're doing pretty well at that. Um, So... Don't just look for the thing that looks like it could give you the best return. Look for the thing that you could enjoy the most and would want to do the, the, the diligence and the research and you could passionately study it. I mean, Warren Buffett spends five hours a day reading annual reports and, and that's his work day. And he'd probably do that if work weren't work. So he's going to acquire good companies. Now, here's one to chuck in the mix. Um, we bought a company for far. far well, I can't say exactly. Yeah. Actually, we weren't in the aid on that, were we? So, no, it would um, run out anyway. Yeah. Um, but we bought a company for five grand. Um, and in 2016, that company did many millions of pounds, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, so there's a wild card. A, yeah, it was a training business. Uh, it was in a lot of trouble, um, loads and loads of debt, uh, but it had sold courses, it had a suite of courses, uh, and it had some trainers. Uh, so we bought it, and then we delivered the courses which it didn't have the money to do. Um, and we managed to sell extra products to those customers and we got a business out of it.
0: And we still own that business today. We do. Uh,
1: and I think the net profit on that business, maybe in the last set of financial accounts, was over a million pounds. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cool. So there you go. You could look at um, acquiring some uh, distressed companies or businesses of which there's probably going to be a few in the next, um, what, 12, 24 months. Who knows? But with the world as crazy as it is. Right. What have we got? So. I'll tell you what, we'll talk more about preserving capital for a later series because I know you're a big believer in um, hold, holding and hoarding and not diminishing cash. We'll talk about leverage because you can't really leverage five grand too much. We'll talk about that in another Um, series as well. So coming up every Monday, 7pm on exclusively on the Progressive Property YouTube channel. So if you're watching on the Progressive Property YouTube channel, make sure you hit subscribe now. Um, And if you're not watching on the Progressive YouTube channel, because you're watching on my page, Mark's page, the Progressive page, you need to subscribe to the Progressive Property YouTube channel, which is Mm tiny.cc forward slash P-P-T-V, all capitals. Harry, if you could put it in the comments again, um, because moving forward, we're going to do this series exclusively on the YouTube channel. And then if you missed the live, don't worry, we'll put the recording on the money podcast. So we've covered what we wanted to cover for how to invest five grand. We'll look forward to seeing you um, every Monday at 7 p.m. for further investment um, amounts. But we're going to do a Q&A um, just for fun, because we love you like that. So um, Marcelo has said, here, could you put five grand into an investment fund?
1: you could do. Uh, you might have uh, a unit trust or an OIC um, and there'd be uh, an investment manager. Uh, I think the case for those has diminished. I think you're probably better putting it into a tracker or an exchange-traded fund, otherwise known as an ETF. Probably does the same thing, but lower costs, you'll end up with more money.
0: Cool. Um, Gamayla has asked and um, what can she do with 30 grand? Well, that's a future one. So every Monday, 7pm, we're going to eek up the amount of money that you might have to invest as the content and we'll finish with the how to invest um with little or no money um duncan has asked if you both only had five grand what would you do with it that's kind of what we've been asking but why don't we ask it in a different way gun to your head you've got five grand what do you do with it uh depends how much other money i've got Um uh, if you're only five grand in the world gun to your head what do you do with it
1: i'd start a business
0: yeah Um, Me too. I'd start a training company for sure and invest it in um, the resources required and in marketing. 100 percent. Okay, right. Well, you can ping your questions in, by the way. We do a little Q&A if you've got anything. I'm scrolling past them all. Um, Bitcoin is 10x better than gold. It depends how you define better. Um, All right. Okay. let's have a look. Um, So if you've got any questions, ping them in. Sorry, I'm trying to multitask here.
1: Yeah. By the way, obviously there's lots of predictions on this screen about what what's going to happen to Bitcoin, what's going to happen to gold. Um, there are only really two types of investor. Um, those who um, those who don't know what direction um, an asset value is is going in, and the second type is those that know that they don't know what direction an, uh, uh, an asset's value is going in. Um, so, in other words, all of these predictions on the screen, in my opinion, are completely um, uh,
0: speculative. Completely speculative,
1: say. and nobody's got any idea. I, you know, certainly it, 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 certainly with, you know, gold, it's got you know history, and over time, it will likely go up. I don't know about Bitcoin. Uh, I don't think there's enough history. Uh, you know, property is very likely to go up, but in the short term, um, nobody knows. And nobody knows how much any of those assets
0: will go up or down. Which is why you should get into something you enjoy, get into something that you could know very well. This is important. Get into something you want to be in for a long time. Because if you're long enough in anything, you'll probably do well. Um, there's questions here, which I think is quite interesting. So um, Zainab Abbas asked, what would you do with 5K at 19 years old? And someone else asked, how would you advise a 14-year-old child to invest? So these are good ones. So Mark, would your answer change? Um, I had a gun to your head. Five grand. You would start a business. Yeah. If you were 19, would your answer change?
1: Do I know? Would I know at 19 what I know now?
0: Yeah, you can bring all your knowledge that you've had back. No, but you're it, 19 wouldn't, again. it wouldn't
1: change at no. all. No. In fact, I'd be even more. You know, I've got all my time, you know, all the energy. Get get into business and start working the five grand very yeah. quickly.
0: Yeah. Uh, and um, again, same sort of business. You would get into a, a training business and online business mixed with property yeah okay um, i'd probably try
1: and get a load of investors. i use the five grand to go and get a load of investors and then go and buy uh, a big portfolio with a
0: load of investors there you go so mark and i am um, joint ventured starting in 2006 um and in the last se- uh, video in this series we'll do how to invest with little or no money and we'll talk about joint ventures and raising finance from other people and leveraging partners etc in that one Okay, if um, if you are 14 years old, how what should a child invest in or what would you advise a 14 year old child?
1: I would probably I mean, I'll be doing this with Freddie, but I I would get them into the habit of learning about investment. And so that would be putting money into a savings account. I'd be getting them, you know, doing their ISA probably every year Uh, and then I'd get them into property. I would try and buy a property for them. Uh, or put a deposit in and you know it, clearly you know that in order to hold it in their own name they need to be 18 but you could probably get it a little bit earlier um and um you know get them running it and get them to take the rent off rent all the rooms out and get them to take all the rent off the tenants and manage it and any they have to pay the mortgage Uh, which is in your name, and then, you know, any extra money they get to keep. That's Mm. probably the best investment I could imagine. And the returns would be awesome.
0: Mm. So uh, my answer to that for a 14-year-old would be to start some kind of online business. It could be e-commerce because obviously that's huge right now. If there's one person that's loving this lockdown it's Jeff Bezos, there's no doubt about that. Um, So obviously, if you're 14, you don't know the world pre-internet. So you're probably really good online. You're really good on the internet. You're really good on social media, probably better than us 40-year-olds because we had a world before internet. So I definitely encourage um, a 14-year-old to really um, leverage their knowledge online and trying to set up a business online. Make sure you get your parents involved because I know that there's um, security issues and bullying and trolling issues online as well, which you have to be careful of. But let's assume that you're going to take care of that. And I would definitely leverage social media. Because, you know, there are 14 year olds with 10 million followers on TikTok um, and you could get this massive following, which you could leverage with sponsorships, sponsorships, collaborations, partnerships, um, ventures. You could get a re- an ongoing ad revenue stream. So I think they're often um, great opportunities for uh, teenagers as well right now. Right. Mark Razor has asked, would you take 10 grand in gold or one grand in Bitcoin? Um, and you can't sell either for 50 years.
1: Well, obviously, I take the 10 grand in gold because I'm immediately, um, you know, way ahead. Um, I've got 10 times the money that I would have in Bitcoin. Uh, but in terms of what's going to do better over the next 50 years, your guess is as good as mine.
0: All right. Great. Um, OK. How much can you give to a deposit to a 19 year old to buy a property? Can you gift a deposit to a 19-year-old to buy property, it sounds like?
1: Yeah, I think you can. Uh, I'd need to dig out the, the rules on that, the, the tax rules. Um, I'm pretty sure if you survive them by seven years, um, then uh, as long as you've done it in the right way, you can do it. But yeah, you, you, um, you need
0: to. Um, I, I can go and look into it for you. This changes a lot. Um, so we've got a question here. Hi, Rob and Mark. How will you invest five grand in marketing to get the best deals? Um, well, it depends what you do. So I can only go from my experience and most of our marketing spend is in our training companies. So our public speaking courses, our property courses, our business courses, our personal development courses. Right now, we're finding YouTube ads are bringing the best quality and volume, um, followed by Facebook ads, followed by Google ads, followed by Amazon ads. And that's what we're finding. There are many other strategies. We do joint ventures, affiliates and ambassador programs. And we do CPA, which is essentially um, renting and sends to a partner's um, following. Um, we boost posts on, on Facebook and they, they have mixed results. Um, so if I were to, again, gun to my head, I've got five grand. Um, best way to invest it into marketing, I'd probably say Google and YouTube ads. Sorry, Facebook and YouTube ads. OK, um, from Dan here, if you were to invest a five grand into starting a business with your early teen children in order to educate them, what sort of business would you start? So for me, that's all about what do they want to do and what are they interested in? Um, because um, I think if you're going to invest, you've got to treat it like an investment as if you were a, um, a dragon or an angel or a professional investor and don't just gift it to them. Um, But in terms of the sort of business, I think they've got to be interested in it. I think if they're not interested in it, then you're probably trying to live vicariously through them and you're trying to encourage them to do something that maybe isn't their flow. Um, So what do they want to do? That that would be the question. Um, And again, I've already mentioned that I think e-commerce, social media and and online businesses fit well with the teen demographic just because they know how to use the Internet really well. Um, And you don't need stock and you don't need premises and you don't need leases and you don't need overhead. All right. If, can you see any more, Harry? Because I think we're just about done there. That might be it. All right. Um, let's go a bit further up. Any final questions? Ping them our way. Ah, yes. So Connor here has said, Connor, how are you? You can buy a hell of a lot of watches with five grand. So you could you could research some of the lower cost watches that go up, like Swatch. Some of the limited Swatches go up. You know, obviously they're, they're not a hundred grand, but considering how much Swatches cost, um, some I know this watch Jellyfish has, has gone up a lot. Um, so you could get into that rabbit, um, Warren, of looking into lower-cost watches. It's not my area of knowledge. For me, Rolex, Audemars Piguet, Patek Philippe, Richard Meal, these are the watches that I follow and I know, so I couldn't advise you on that. Um, Alan has said more profit secondhand, I think, when it comes to um, cars, watches, almost everything. property. Buy yeah, like
1: Buy it used, yeah. don't buy it new
0: yeah what wait for the depreciation that someone else has lost um yeah more often than not
1: Thoughts on silver
0: well um i prefer gold because you can if you're going to hold it physically you can obviously i mean silver's heavy and there's a lot of it um and i don't i mean I'm not an expert in gold. The reason I buy gold is to have a, a defensive um, physical asset for um, maybe worst case scenarios. Or, or like, if think about layers of wealth, low risk to high risk, um, and sort of foundational and physical, all the way up to sort of more intangible and eth- ethereal. So, intangible and ethereal might be Bitcoin or a, com- a, bit, a bit of a company that you set up. But physical that you can actually touch and feel might be gold, property, etc. Um, so I just buy gold really just to have as a defensive, protective, physical investment. Um, I don't therefore need feel the need to do the same with silver because it's a lot heavier and you need a lot more storage space. Because I know you can have your gold stored, but if I'm going to buy gold, I would like to store it myself. That is something you've got to think about. Storage costs, insurance costs. Depreciation costs, management, maintenance costs, theft costs, flooding costs. I had flooding flooded one of my safes. Yeah. Um, so there's all these things you've got to think about. And um, wine
1: getting, you know, the the fridge breaking, uh, refrigeration unit breaking, all your wine going bad if you've got wine as an investment. Cars getting stolen, um, art getting damaged. There's 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 all that to think about as
0: well. Yeah. Um, all right, and what do you think? And this is funny. What do you think about um, cash is trash.
1: <laughs> cash is trash. I don't agree that cash is trash. Um, clearly, you
0: know, people who say that cash is just a made-up, well, not I, real,
1: is anything backed by, any, back
0: by nothing. You could
1: say is anything real. You know, it's all just dust, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I, you know. U.S. dollar is backed by the Federal Reserve. You can't just say it's not backed by anything. Yeah. It's backed by the, the confidence and, you know, the, the belief that, you know, it's going to be worth something, uh, which has gone on for hundreds of years. And so, of course, it's backed by something. Yeah. yeah. It's just not on the gold standard anymore. Yeah. So, no, cash is not trash. Cash is really important. But clearly, when there's QE going on and governments are obviously going to inflate this debt away, um, you you need physical assets as well because the the cash is going to go down in value. Yeah. Um. Pr- probably at a higher rate over the next few years.
0: Mm. Yeah. So when certain individuals say cash is trash, what do you think they mean?
1: I think they mean. Get your money out of cash and get it into assets uh, and get it into equities, into into income
0: producing assets. I mm. think that's what they mean. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but why do you think it's a risk if they put all their cash into those assets?
1: Uh, because then they may run out of liquidity and they don't have uh, enough cash to you know, fund, I don't know, lifestyle or business or your debt or, or whatever or a lockdown mm. uh, or the ability to maneuver and buy assets when they're very cheap during a recession as uh we've just come out of a recession and i suspect we're about to go into another one
0: yeah okay so next week 7 p.m we'll do how to invest 10 grand we'll take more questions so obviously there's more that's going to come out as we go up the ladder obviously we're going to be able to talk a lot more about property and and other investment classes maybe we didn't get into in this video. So um, as of next week, we will be streaming only on the Progressive Property YouTube channel, tiny.cc forward slash PPTV, all capitals. Um, we've got, I think, I don't know, 10 of these series back to back. We may miss one or two if Mark or I can't both make Monday 7pm, but but Monday 7pm in your diaries for this series. And then if you ever miss any of the lives or you want to listen to it again, Um, They're going to go as a recording on The Money Podcast. Just search Money Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher and wherever you get your podcasts. So, Mark, thanks for coming in and doing this and we'll see you all next week.